Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstead. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode number 80 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We are your hosts. I'm Matt Olson. Over there, we got JB. Uh, I was trying to take a sip of beer. God damn it, you ruined it. You suck. And that, over there, a positive ray of sunshine, is Danny. What's up? We got some news to tell y'all. But before that, let's hear an ad from our amazing sponsor, J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming. Thank you for listening to This Week in MTG. If you would like to show support for us, you can check out our amazing sponsor, J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in the Westacre Malls in Fargo, North Dakota. They are your one-stop shop for all your magic purchases. They are always stocked up with Ultra Pro and Dragon Shield sleeves and playmats. Commander Precon decks, plus they have an abundance of booster boxes ranging from Amonkhet to Zendikar. J-Dubs also buys and sells magic singles at competitive prices. Their display case and binders are full of format staples, hidden gems, and other cards for you to bling out all your decks with. With those cards you just bought or traded for, you can make a modern or legacy deck so you can play in the Weekend Discord League. Entrance is $10 and games are played over Spell Table. Links are in the show notes. When you reach out, make sure to let them know the guys over at This Week at MTG sent you. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs. Now, let's give you that breakdown of how this episode is going to be going. We're going to pass you over to the Boggle Desk, where JB is going to be telling you about the past weekend event results and upcoming events that are happening. From there, Danny's going to give us a blogatog of the week. Then we got some quick news from SEG to a survey and an in-store play update. Uh, and then Legends Currency Breakdown. From there, we have the finance section because we're all greedy, greedy magic players. Then from there, we didn't give it to you last week, but we'll give it to you this week. Danny's EDH deck for deck of the week. But then you all can go home. They're already home. Yeah, they're already at home. Because you'll get this out at like 6 p.m. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So everyone will be home. Mm-hmm. Unless you're overseas. Mm-hmm. And you're just waking up. Yeah. To, to all of our friends across the pond. But with that... JB, what do you got for us? Oh, why are you gonna put me on the spot like that? Because it's the boggle desk. You're always up first. Am I though? Am I really? Uh, I mean, fucking we... Twitter again. What? Are... We've had this talk, Matt. <laughs> We've had this talk. Simplified it's, for this it, guy. It is. It is simplified. Look at it. Has all of those event results packed into just a nice little meta snapshot. Snapshot. You got to keep it stupidly simple for him. It is yes. stupidly simple. Look at that. He clicks a picture and he zooms in on it. What can be simple? You'll forget how to zoom. This time it actually worked. I remember last time it wasn't working. Because you do it on your Chrome. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Then... <laughs> oh my God. You're lucky it wasn't charged today then. I probably would have like hit you with it. <laughs> Throat punch you with it or something. Throat punch. <laughs> yeah, let's not get off topic again. <laughs> to those wondering what that's about. Nope. 
<laughs> Make sure to join the live streams every Monday night. Or become a patron where you're going to get access to the uncut whole thing. Yes. Good stuff. If you want to listen to us be three schmucks with microphones right, for, for an extended hours. for an, yeah i was gonna say an extended period of time i was trying to be just not extended that's like uncut extended long version of everything director's cuts so yes. our, of, so uh, our, passion of the christ so, so it's like lord of the half, rings <laughs> hour and a half episodes actually like six hours of process my precious okay let's stop deviating <laughs> jb what's wait, the, wait, wait. what's so the results from this last does weekend? this mean that jb so, is golem so golem so we can't and then be Danny like, uh, is uh, Gandalf. No. Are you the dwarf then? Sure. The dwarf that doesn't want to get tossed? Yes. That's the thing, right? Yes. Danny, that's the thing, right? The dwarf yes. that doesn't want to get tossed? Yes. By the... yes, it is. He's like, don't tell the elf? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Are you the elf then, Danny? Who's the dwarf? JB's the dwarf. If he's not going to oh, be Oh, I thought you were talking about Danny. No. Da- I, was I was gonna say no da- to Danny. Danny's not... I was going to say Danny's Gandalf. Yeah, that's why I was like, no, he can't be Gandalf. Why not? He's the one that tries to keep us on track. <laughs> It seems very Gandalf-like. Yeah, but then he like falls in a freaking lava pit and disappears for like three movies. Yeah. There's only three movies. <laughs> well, in the time it takes to make the three movies, it's like actually six. I remember watching Return of the King in theaters, and oh my god, my bladder fucking hated me. But I didn't get up because I didn't want to miss anything. Are you telling me you didn't just use your fucking uh, catheter bag? <laughs> no, because it was packed at the time. You know how long ago Return of the King came out? Oh my God. Yeah, we're, I was in seventh grade. Yes. It was a long damn time ago, sir. That was, that I was, did not need a catheter back then. More than a few years. He was still only five feet tall at that time. Leave him alone. <laughs> no, I was probably like four foot something. Let's, let's be real. Four foot two. <laughs> probably. Anyways. Yeah, Jamie, so, what's, so what, anyway. what was last weekend's results? So, yeah. So we got, <laughs> we've got a snapshot of the meta for standard. For call time standard week seven. So coming up first, we've got Salte Ultimatum is back up on top with a 52.7% win rate versus the whole meta. And it takes up about 18.9%. Uh, Mono Red Aggro is close behind with 12.8% of the meta and a 53.5% win rate. Teamer Adventures is at 11.7% with a 53.7% win rate. This is a new one. Cycling Pyromancer. Is 8.9% of the meta with a 47.3% win rate. Demir Rogues is still up there, unfortunately. 8.4% of the meta, 51.1% win rate. Nea Spirits is 8.4% and 51.2% win rate. Four Color Foretold is 3.5% of the meta with a 51.8% win rate. Minor White Aggro is still hanging in there at 3.3%. And a 53.4% win rate. Grill Adventures still hanging around at 2.6. And a 48.2% win rate. Cycling decks are at 1.9% with a win rate of 49.6%. And then the other random rogue decks are 19.7% with a 40.8% win rate. I pulled up the cycling deck here. Which one? The Pyromancer or just the regular cycling? Uh, the Pyromancer one. Ooh. So it's almost like I, I, we talked about it the week or, the last week or the week before where they started putting improbable, uh, improbable Alliance the two. In- oh, yeah. The, the trying to cash in on cycling all those cards. Yeah. And how they like took out the, the black single drop cycling cards. So that way they can at least cat 
cast everything. So they got, you know, Startling Development, Go for Blood, Boon of the Wish Giver are all one-drop cycling things. But now they added in uh, Iron Craig Pyromancer in with their cycling package. Because they got the cycling creatures like Valiant Rescuer, which is makes uh, makes tokens, but it also cycles Flourishing Fox, which gets bigger and also cycles Dranith Stinger, which cycles and deals damage, and Dranith Healer, which heals you and deal or and cycles. But yeah, um, I don't know what they took out. I think they just took out some of the instances and sorceries for the four of Iron Craig Pyromancer into this because that's when you draw your second card each turn. Iron Craig Pyromancer deals three damage to any target. So if you have this an improbable alliance out, you're making a you're making a fairy and you're uh bolting somebody or anything because it's any target. Sorry, I'm trying to figure this out here. Are you looking at the mocks? Yeah, so like so what the fuck click. because he he was playing vintage cube draft but then all of a sudden he's playing modern yeah, it's like how the order like, of it goes. So he won both then? If I understood correctly. So how does him winning the Vintage Cube draft all of a sudden make him play modern? Well, it's the same way like how drafting in a Grand Prix gets you to play standard, you know? Like it's just like it's just, you read that first couple paragraphs. Like how does that that doesn't explain shit to me. But the important Like parts. how do you get from A to B? You don't get from A to B. The A to B that you that you do is the top eight there. So is this all modern then? Yes. Okay, so where's the top eight? Right there. I don't see no top eight. Oh. Learn to click links there, JB. No. <laughs> Clicking links is bad. That's how you get viruses. <laughs> Use protection. Yes. Use Norton. <laughs> That's how you get viruses. <laughs> I've had good luck with Norton. McAfee, man. That's also how you get viruses. But you get it. Yeah, you'll get more viruses on McAfee than you will Norton. But you will do it with uh, potatoes in mind. Jesus Christ, potato, tomato. Yes. Don't start that shit. <laughs> Don't encourage him. God. Uh, Kids is it. Okay, so anyway, we had a Magic Online Championship Series that happened. Or a mox, as some people call it. Jesus. Because that just reminds me of Crocs, and then I cringe, and then I just want to burn everything down. Are you telling me you don't want to be the person with the, the steel toe Crocs at work? No. no. Okay. No. I don't want four-wheel drive shoes. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this Jan Moritz Merkel somehow was playing Vintage Cube Draft, one Vintage Cube Draft, and that made him play Modern for some reason. I don't understand this article. It's dumb. There's no A to B. But yeah, so he was playing Vintage Cube Draft, and then he was playing in the finals against uh, Toru Saito, and then he won. So I guess this guy's a two-time winner. So however you want to take that. He's just that cool. I guess in Modern, he was playing Azorius Spirits. Pretty stock. Uh, they added in the Skyclave Apparitions is the newest thing right? in here. Right, because why not? It's a spirit. Ooh, that's interesting, actually. A singleton of Kira Great Glass Spinner in here. It's a 2-2 for 3-mana legendary spirit. A singleton of it. Uh, creatures you control. When this creature becomes the target of a spell or ability for the first time each turn, counter that spell or ability. Hmm. That's actually pretty cool. That is. But yeah. Otherwise, pretty stock for Aether Vile and all the other stuff. 
right? <clears throat> so then we had second place. We had a Selesnia Company deck. Third place was Is It Prowess. Fourth place was Amulet Titan. Fifth place is apparently nowhere to be found. Sixth, <laughs> sixth place was Azorius Control. Seventh place was Selesnia Company. And eighth place was Azorius Control. My guess was fifth place was some sort of Tron deck. Are you just guessing? Because nobody wants to see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. As soon as you play Tron, Tron players have to... Uh, Tron player through... Oh, no, if a Tron player would throw a fit. They would have to see that they're not on here. So they should be on here. Can't be Tron. Who would who would be... A dredge player would be a person that would not look at results. Tron people, they always look at results because then they complain. Yeah, what the hell, Star City? Why would you only put seven out of eight? Like, what... The hell! It even says right at the top, seven decks were found matching your criteria. Where's number eight? What the hell? So apparently, fifth, whoever got fifth place, I'm sorry, but according to Star City, you don't matter. Hold on, hold on. We'll pull this up here on MTG Top Eight. We had uh, the Spirit Agro Amulet Titan, two Heliod Companies, Landless Spies. So it was Oops All Spells. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. You can you can just leave that one out. Oh, it's stupid. <laughs> nobody wants. Nobody cares about that. Yeah, nobody cares about that. <laughs> but yeah, those uh, Selesnia companies were Heliod combos. And then uh, the Azorius Control are just you know Snapcaster, Shark Typhoon. Yep, they're just stupid, stupid, stupid decks. All the control that you want. I'm just gonna counter everything and then just exile all your shit with my freaking five hundred fairies. And make it so you just never want to play magic ever again. Screw Teferi. Screw blue. Blue should be banned. We should only have four colors. Are you trying to start a fight? Yes. <laughs> how, how would you continue on with the the, the, the boggle desk there? I was. That was, a, that was my special section. Oh. Oh, is it now? This week in what color sucks? <laughs> White. Blue. White. Blue sucks. Blue does everything. White no. does shit. <laughs> blue can be wiped off the face of the earth and I'd be fine. I have no stock in blue. I have all the stock in blue. Well, that sucks. Continue Maybe, on. maybe you should be a not degenerate magic player. <laughs> Call me tits, Jamie. Matt, we have a spammer. <gasps> yeah, I saw that in there. Raid Shadow Legends. No, it's uh, not even going to give him fucking... Cr- I, like, I was trying to figure out a way to like delete it because I saw that, but the only option he gives me is click to reply. It's like, if I reply, I'm just going to say, fuck you. <laughs> Right, eat shit, and it's a bot, so it ain't gonna do shit. Right, they're just trying to contact you about your car's warranty. <laughs> no, they're trying to tell <laughs> us to become famous. <laughs> right, click the link, guys in the chat. Do not click that link. You will get spammed. Click it. No, JB, do not. We're, we're not gonna. We're not gonna let our our listeners on Twitch click a, a suspicious link like that. Fine, JB, you click it. Click the link. Click the link. Click the link. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash. Yeah, how about you just don't. C U T T. What? Yeah, C U T T. Oh, maybe it's Matt Cutshell. Did you see that they're doing a cruise? They want to do an Emo's Not Dead cruise. Oh Would you. God. What? Would you want to. He, he, he's working on getting the, the logistics and stuff figured out. Would you all be down to go? You buying? Yeah, are you buying? With all the podcast money? Fuck yeah. Yeah! Everybody join Patreon. <laughs> Fund our stupid shit. <laughs> we'll play magic there. We'll get Matt Cutshell on an episode. Yes, we'll play magic with him. It'll be magic so, uh, related, I promise. Finally getting past Boggle. Or are we still halfway no, through? No, yeah, we're halfway there. He has to so, do the events. We've got the upcoming, upcoming events. events is 
FNM at home, we have a standard shakeup event with a cool band list. Let me load up the link here. I'm literally going to get killed when I get home. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. What time are you, what maybe, time are you Maybe to be she'll home? be sleeping when you get home. You'll be fine. And then you can just be like, no, I've been home since this time. You were sleeping. I didn't want to wake you. Good gaslighting techniques. She the dog listen. will wake her up. Punch the dog in the throat. After Throw he's punch. barked, bah. tell it not to fucking bark. He's already barked inside before I even open the door. I know, Tucker does the same shit. He barks yeah. like when he hears something down the hall. It, may, it makes it hard to fucking sneak in. <clears throat> Tucker does the same shit. So let's get the so, yeah, shit so the on ban- the road. <laughs> the band list for this standard shakeup is as follows. Band cards are Dranith Magistrate, Gideon's Intervention, Ruined Halo, Nexus of Fate. What? Just keep reading, reading, reading. Half of those aren't in standard. That's historic brawl. Piss on historic brawl. Wrong one. <laughs> God damn it. You got to scroll down a little there. Yeah, I got to scroll down. Nope, that's still the wrong one. Yeah, there look at the we ra- go. Look at the right dates. <laughs> there we go. March 19th. Found it. So, banned cards are Behold the Multiverse, Bone Crusher Giant. Yes, thank God. Brazen Borrower. Woo! Claim the Firstborn. Doom Foretold. Yeah! Ember Cleave. Goldspan Dragon, Lovestruck Beast, Showdown of the Scalds, Thieves Guild, Enforcer, Tibble's Trickery, Ogan the Spirit Dragon, Balky God of Lies, Borinclex Monstrous Raider, and Yorion Sky Nomad. Oh my god, I need to play this day, because it's like the only day I can legitimately play freaking magic and not get just wrecked. That's the whole point of Standard Shakeup. They take the best cards for all the archetypes that are showing up. And they're like, yeah, the best card, you can't play those anymore. Pokemon does this in the the VGCs where one season to the next, they take whatever were the top Pokemon and uh, ban them for the next season. Why the fuck you got to add a link? Why you got to do this to me? Because you want to to complain. (laughs) Why you do this to me, sir? Just when I thought I was done and then all of a sudden, boop. You son of a bitch. I'm doing your job for you, JB. Why couldn't you have added that like 10 minutes ago so I could have been prepared? Now ta- it's like, oh, surprise. Because we're talking about cruises and throat punches. It's 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 like when you go to the doctor for an ultrasound and you're expecting one baby and, oh, nope, sorry, there's three. <laughs> throat punch. Well, throat punch both of <laughs> Right? <laughs> you lied to me, doctor. I'm going to cover up the camera. Right? <laughs> I'm going to throat punch both of you and then leave. Perfect. JB, continue. Okay, so there's a Nerd Rage Gaming Series MTG Open for March. coming. We already talked about this. Do it again. Why do we got to talk about it again? Because it hasn't happened yet. See. Well, it will happen. By the time Matt gets his open, yeah, it'll be close. Well, yeah, it'll be close because it's on Saturday, March 20th. It's not going to be close. But it'll, it's, be, it'll be close. Well, it's, well, it's, it's four closer, days. It's closer than today. I thought right. it was zero days. <laughs> yeah, the 14 registration. Hours. I didn't see the four of the four. Like, like dude, I'm blind. It's so as long. of recording, I'm not even going to do the math the by the three time di- this comes three days out because whatever. Three days. So comes out Saturday. Jesus. As of recording Monday night, right now at 8.30 p.m., <laughs> you have four days, 14 hours, and 32 minutes until registration closes. So you guys do the time math because this week in time zones is off on vacation this week. Or just click the links below and it'll give you the accurate counter. So, <laughs> the event starts at 11 a.m. Deckless and check-in time are due by 10.55 a.m. Entry fee is $25 plus MTG Melee platform fees. 
You can be playing on Magic Online. Format is modern, deck lists are open. Structure is Swiss based on attendance, plus cut to top eight. It looks like there's eight players already enrolled. Yeah, so far there's only eight players. So everyone has top eight. Yes. <laughs> but there's a cap at 226. People are probably still tweaking out their decks before they submit it and stuff. Right? So. And then there's a stupid ad about Card Hoarder. Hey, you can rent your stuff on Card Hoarder. whoop de doo hashtag not sponsored, so I'm not going to read it. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Wow. So aggressive. Very aggressive because hashtag not sponsored, bro. Hashtag get a life. Hashtag I have no life because I use mana traders. Also hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> hashtag get sponsored. I'm trying. Hashtag get good, son. Hashtag I got to write a good email. Hashtag you can't write emails. Hashtag, hashtag you don't know what an email is. Hashtag you're right. Hashtag you can't work your computer. Hashtag we need to start streaming more. Hashtag you need to cut that one hair off your beard, your mustache. Which one? <laughs> the one right there. It's like it's in my blind spot. I can't see it. Ah! It's like four inches too long. <laughs> no, it's just curled up is all. And I'm the down. one that niv mizzets. <laughs> if it was down, see, look at how long these ones are. See, it's just it's just up. Hey, right, you, you good? That. You good, Boggle? Can you go back to your hole already? No, I can't crawl into my hole. Are you done? Yes, I'm done. Kay. Unless Matt adds another link. No, he's you, good. Do you want me to? Nope, no, we're good. <laughs> no. <laughs> we are moving along. Blog attack. On this shit river of yes. podcasts. This we're, we're up a creek of... without a paddle. Sure. And somebody just pissed in the water. At least it's warm. There's okay. a chemical that turns the blue blue when you pee in it. No, that's just a myth. <laughs> anyway. Oh, they're peeing. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> this blog talk of the week comes from All Glory to the Hype Hypotoad ninety four. Um, yeah, this is his name. I think it's is it Hypnotoad or Hypnotoad? Hypnotoad. There, there we go. go. Was it Hypnotoad? I don't know. <laughs> what? Anyway, uh, they go on to say, uh, "Hello, Mark. I just wanted to give random positive feedback. I love the current Noblox model. Uh, it's a new. It's so refreshing to travel to the new world more often." while still having the possibility for more thorough visits, such as the recent Ravnica block. Have a nice day. That was short and simple. Um, Mark, reply back, Mark replies back, thanks for the kind words. The reason I chose this one is because uh, it's kind of an opinionated, opinionated statement. I don't know, a couple of buddies of mine were talking. They absolutely hate the whole one-block sets. Right? The actual The actual block, like the three-set blocks. Like I get it, it it doesn't break standard as much, or it makes standard playable. Because I remember with the three sets, like oh hey, we got a three a three block set that was absolutely shit garbage. You're you're in one plane for nine months and stuff, yeah. so it's like, yeah, I get I get that they want to do it to you know changing a block, but I mean they're doing Innistrad. That's the same plane two blocks back to back. True, but I mean. Like Strixhaven or Kolheim. Okay, that that was ten regions. Right? That could but have that was, easily that's been ten, a three they block had ten set. regions. But but think of it this way, like what what would have it been if Ravnica instead of like all nine done like at the point that they did, if they just like spread it out. I mean, I understand for story point wise, like they had a lot to do story wise. I guess but also, that that could be for any set though. Right. Especially right. Kelheim. Just just the recent Kelheim. There's ten regions within the one plane. But this means we're just coming back to Kelheim. Oh, there's you, be I, I understand that. Improved mechanics, you know, a, a cleaner lens to like look at what they did right with Kelheim instead of having to go like Kelheim one, 
Keldheim 2, Keldheim 3. Okay. Return Kel- to Ravnica. Return to Return to Return to Ravnica. Return to Return to Return to Return to Return to Return to Ravnica. How many set blocks did Ravnica have? A uh, lot. Three sets. Yes. Three blocks with uh, three sets in each block. So yeah. there's nine, nine sets of Ravnica. Yep. And I think the next one with the everybody most. Everybody loves Ravnica. Does Mirrodin have the next? I have no idea. Because Mirrodin had. What about Zendikar? Zendikar has uh, one. No, yeah, three. Zendikar would be the next. Zendikar no. has three. No, four. Does it have four? Well, I suppose the last, well, yeah, last the, one was a single. Yeah, yes. last one was a single. And then Mirrodin, they had six because it was three, uh, Fifth Dawn, Darksteel, and whatever the third one is. Wait, so. Original Mirrodin. Zendikar, then, I thought I thought Return to Zendikar was it's one set. Yeah, but I thought that was the number three for Zendikar. Oh yeah, that's right. We did. Uh, yeah, so that's seven because there yes, was the original Zendikar, Battle sets. for Zendikar, and Zendikar, Zendikar, Zendikar Rising. No, not Zendikar Rising. It was Battle for Zendikar and whatever the other one was. That was uh, with there was BFC. World Wake Zendikar and something else in that block. And then the second block was the Battle for Zendikar, Oath of Gatewatch, and there we something go. Oath else. Oath of the Gatewatch. There wasn't anything other than Oath, Oath of Gatewatch. It was two. Oh, that was a two-set one? If I'm not mistaken. Was a three-set one. Yeah. Was it Gatecrash? No, Gatecrash was Ravnica again. Yes. That was in the the Return to Ravnica, Gatecrash, and Dragon's Maze. That was a worthless set. Yeah, Dragon's Maze is horseshit. But yeah, that's... Yeah. I don't know. It's... I, I understand why they did it. Or why they did, or why they tried it? I don't know if they'll ever change it back to a three three block set. I don't know. It just seems like you can get more stuff out. Like obviously, you're working on these sets for five years before they're even released. Like they they should have some sort of hey, this works, this doesn't work, so they can change it before it actually releases. Right. See now, me, I honestly don't know any better because I never played in the in the eras where we had the three set blocks. Uh, one of the biggest things when it came to draft, it was kind of chaotic because the first set, you'd do three of the big set because it's uh, big, small, small is how the block was always set up. So you draft three of the big set. Next set, you draft two and one. And then it'd be on the third set, it'd be one, one, and one. And to try and get mechanics that synergize well between three sets, it's a lot to ask for without getting it you know, in a samey kind of feel and stuff. So not only for probably story advancements, trying out different things, it what well, it's just for uh draft purposes as well. The the first Zendikar was uh Rise of Al Jazi. There we go, Rise was of the second was the second set of that block. I knew I was missing one, I just couldn't remember what it was. Right. But I don't know. It's I get the I I like the variety, but it's almost too much variety. Right, it's like they just—they, it's like they're skipping over so much that they could go a little more in depth in. But they could go back, is the thing. Oh well, yeah, they can. Like, how often do we, we as Magic players, say, "Let's go back here," and then <laughs> let's go back to Ixalan? I mean, it might happen at some point. Oh god, it's better than Dragon Maze. No, Ixalan sucked. Or what about Fallen Empires? Dominaria. Look at that. That's too. <sighs> Fallen Empires. Dominaria was a fun set. Says the blue player. What do we got next? <laughs> it's on the list, Matt. It's yours. Yeah, it's yours, sir. Oh, nice. Um, we have some Planeswalker Championship cards that were announced over the weekend. Uh, MTG Japanese preview some incredible PWCS and manga exclusive promo cards. It's on their Twitter for 
an exclusive uh, for exclusive Japanese promo cards only. You get Basri Ket, Vito, Thorn of the Dusk Rose, Season Hollow Blade, and Counterspell are the new ones. So the Planeswalker Championship series has been going on since 2019, and that's where they had like it's just typical art. They got new art, but there's like a little emblem and stuff, and they got the promo set symbol on there as well. So we got Bosriket, Vito, Season Hollow Blade, and then you get a counter spell, old school art counter spell foil in the manga Destroy All Humankind, They Can't Be Regenerated. So if you want that, I wonder if, uh, let's take a look and see if it's Matt's sold. going to buy four copies. It's out of stock. Cannot get it, at least on Amazon. I'm pretty sure if you go to uh, a, com- a comic book store or any bookstore that sells manga, you might be able to find it. If they stock up on Japanese manga specifically, you might have to order out and pray, uh, pay a increased price. But I thought they were cool. Links in the description down so you can check out the art on those. Sure. Thanks for the segue. So, JB. Yes. You have the next article, don't you? Yes. Here is your segue. <laughs> That's a shitty segue, sir. Goes faster than you. Throw a punch. <laughs> oh, fucking. Is this now going to be on the shirt? <laughs> ah, fuck. Hashtag throw a punch. Okay, so looks like non-premium articles are returning to SCG. Yay, because I don't like to pay for content. <laughs> Eat shit. So Star City Games is also adding several podcasts to its Magic the Gathering content offerings. When they launched their new website back in 2019, it included a number of content-related changes, the goal of which was to offer additional value to both our non-premium and premium members. To try and accomplish this, they moved a small number of their non-premium creators over to the premium side of the site and introduced a daily Magic the Gathering news section in which they began publishing far more free-to-access content than what they had previously been publishing from the now premium creators. They also increased the number of video programs published on the site, all of which remained free to access. At that point, they were now providing more content than ever before to both their non-premium and premium members and accomplished their goal. They're still going to be reporting all the latest Magic the Gathering news, working to offer even more value to their premium members and continue to expand their schedule of video programs. But starting today, their content offerings now also include several podcasts, including The Resleevables with Cedric Phillips and Patrick Sullivan and The 540 with Justin Parnell and Ryan Overturf and the return of free-to-access text-based articles. Good stuff. I was half-tempted to not put this one in here because I feel if we send people to other news sources, (laughs) that'd be bad, but, you know, we want people to be informed if, on their decisions. If you love something, set it free. And if it loves you, it'll come back. That's very true. I don't think you're going to... like any, All these guys are professional. They ain't going to give you the same kind of shit that we do. Right? So, I mean, we have a certain uh, aura about us that they can't achieve, probably. Yes. <laughs> Not saying that's good or bad. Because we're just schmucks with microphones. Or smucks with microphone. <laughs> Uh, uh. Dan's too busy playing Candy Crush. No, actually, <laughs> I'm actually taking the survey that uh, Magic just announced. Oh, snap! I never do those. So seeing what seeing shit. what it's about, uh, it's a lot about um, or it's about a lot of different questions about how you think or how you started playing Magic. 
if you had stopped, why, or how you got into it, and your beliefs or opinions on how Magic's going to do once stores reopen after this COVID bullshit gets over. It's going to boom, because everybody's going to be itching. Everybody's going to want to get into those stores, and sales are going to go through the freaking roof, because people are like, ah, I can hold cardboard again. I can play cardboard. Look at all the shinies. It's ah. very true. Very true. Yes. I took Very the, true. I took the survey. And like we say every time a survey comes up, first off, since the last survey that I brought up, the link was outdated already because the survey closed. This one actually works. Uh, but yeah, fill out the surveys. Wizards needs to know if we want to make change in the game. They ask us these questions. It's the least that we can do to help influence what they do. Just tell them not to make more Okos. We'll be fine. Yep. They haven't comments at the end. Put that in there. Or, or if you if you fill it out, say the guys over at this week in MTG sent you. Yes, make us known. Let's get on their radar. <laughs> yes, maybe we'll get a preview card. Maybe something that kind of corresponds with the survey. Uh, last week we got the monthly in-store play update for March. Do you guys want to? You guys want to take a guess? I already know because I saw it a long time ago. Yeah, so this came out March 10th. As of March 10th, the in-store play suspension in North America, Latin America, Europe, Japan, and Africa will remain in place. Next update will be April 14th. Remote play events available on Wizards event link. Uh, event link. Play on spell table. <laughs> All that jazz. So another month before we find out how things are going. Though, you know, it's probably... No in-store play is probably going to be happening until the fall. It would be my assumption. Right. At the earliest. Fall at the earliest. Coming back for Innistrad. But now, potential meteor stuff? We'll see how fast we skim through this and get our opinions on it. Because, you know, we all like we all like this next thing. Do we, though? Do we really? Have you done the beta like you said you were? No, I didn't sign up for the beta. I did the alpha. Oh, you got the alpha? Did you play the alpha? A little bit as much as my shit computer at the time let me. Well, as soon as you can start talking about it, that would be dope. But it's in beta, and it's actually coming close to the open beta. If I'm not mistaken, the open beta is on the 23rd? Maybe. It is. It's almost here on the 23rd. But I'll let you take that, JB. This is your article. But you were doing so good, though. Okay, well, so Magic Legends, they gave us a detail of currency exchange, broker, and battle pass, which is kind of important when it comes to ARPGs. So the currency, this article is from worthplaying.com. The currency exchange is the engine that drives free-to-play in all cryptic games and will do so in Magic Legends as well. The currency exchange allow planeswalkers to convert in their earned in-game currency for the paid currency at a player-driven exchange rate, which ultimately allows for the purchase of all Zen store items through gameplay. Now let's take a look at the details for the currency exchange. So the currency exchange facilities facilitates the conversion of the earned refined Aether currency into paid currency Zen. Okay, so there's refined Aether and Zen. Pretty sure it'll just be Aether and Zen. Don't have to say refined. Or RA. I guess people could say RA to shorten up. And on the flip side, converts Zen into Aether at a community-driven rate. Refined Aether is earned for completing overworld activities and missions or battle pass rewards and will refine automatically. Each account has a daily Aether refinement cap of 50k and a maximum Aether storage of 2 million. Do goes into more about buying and selling 
very detailed and then they got a premium battle pass if you want to purchase the premium battle pass you can earn aether from various gameplay activities progressing through the free battle pass track as you go once you've earned enough aether aether you enter currency exchange make the aether to zen conversion at market rates from other players receive the zen buy the premium battle pass unlocking all the premium track rewards that you unlocked on the battle pass levels sounds like arena kind of already you know keep going on the free free pass and then Whenever you get enough, buy it and you get all those rewards. JB, take the broker. Oh, sure. I just clicked down that fucking one. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You know how often that happens where it's like I pass it over to you and you're fucking on your phone? I'm pretty sure you're the one playing Candy Crush. No. It's like I literally just hit back as you said, hey, you want to take this? I'm like, ah, damn it. Son of a bitch. You don't read along? Like, right as I hit the damn button. Danny, do you read along? Still taking the survey. <gasps> oh. Okay, keep taking the survey. Hey, You're doing at least good. I'm doing magic real shit. It's true. God damn it, JB, and your candy crush. candy crush. It's not Candy Crush. <laughs> sure it ain't. I was backing out because I thought you were done. Uh-huh, I sure. I was going to go to the next thing. Sure. <sighs> you son of a bitches. <laughs> Take those cookies back now. No. <laughs> so, the broker. The broker is another system in Magic Legends that allows you to learn leverage and earned in-game currency to purchase zen store items and more the broker acts as an intermediary that facilitates trades amongst planeswalkers you can sell various items to the broker for an immediate payout of gold and the quantity of items you and other players have sold will be reflected as inventory in the broker for other players to buy with gold gold is acquired via enemy drops skirmish and mission rewards and battle pass levels items that the broker will buy sell include spell pages World enchantments, sure, yeah, yeah, unlocks, yeah, and that, okay, so, sure. <laughs> sure, 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 we'll go with that, sure, I don't, I don't fucking know anymore, it's a Monday, I just want today to be over with, <laughs> um, yeah, so, you can buy and sell spell pages, you cannot buy new single spells from the broker, you can only buy pages to upgrade a spell you have already unlocked, Spell pages bought and sold via the broker must be transacted in stacks of 12. The gold buy-sell price shown in the broker reflects the stack price, not an individual price. World enchantments of all three difficulty tiers can be bought and sold. These enchantments can be applied to missions at higher difficulties to earn greater rewards. You can sell unopened booster packs. Unopened booster packs are contained in your inventory. Class unlocks from booster packs are contained in your inventory. You sell choice packs, which are trade artifact spells from booster packs and the Empyrean store. And you cannot make a selection from a choice pack. Then sell the single trait you received on the broker. So that's 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 confusing as hell, but whatever. As is all selling on yes. <laughs> the this, RPG. This doesn't and seem having, very intuitive. Having, having, having multiple. To, yeah, having to sell your spell pages in fucking stacks of 12. Like, I mean... To I don't know. hopefully it'll be more as soon as you see it in front of you, maybe it'll be more easy to understand. Right. I don't know. Next is Oh wait, wait, hold oh, on. Oh. So buying and selling items on the broker requires the consumption of a trade token for each transaction. <sighs> Adding more stuff. Yes. Beginning in open beta, you gain ten trade tokens per day and can hold a maximum of thirty at a time. Specific spell page transactions upgrading the Etheric core in your realm will allow you to trade more stacks of spells per single trade token used. Okay, so it starts at 12, but it can get increased per trade. You have a single 
one trade token for each trade, 30 per day, but you get 10 trade tokens automatically for free. So if you stack up, do three days, you could do 30 trades in one day, wait another three days, do 30 trades, and improve your stuff so you can trade more of the spell pages. I hope this isn't anything that's like community-driven prices, and this is all just like set. Um, no, it kind of is here because the next paragraph goes into it. So the broker buy-sell prices for each listed item have established floors and ceilings and will fluctuate between these values based on supply and demand. Fuck. With some monitoring for exceptional circumstances, the broker functioning this way allows you to continually sell items like page stacks for a spell you have maxed out or don't currently use and continually get gold to put towards another spell's pages or other items on the broker that suit your needs. <sighs> if we have... We have like Tarmogoyce or Dreadhorde Arcanists. Those are going to be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we have Battle Pass information. The currency exchange and broker aren't the only systems that make the most of your playtime. Magic Legends Battle Pass will be jam-packed with new items alongside each major content update we release. Starting with open beta, the Battle Pass will feature... 50 levels of rewards and include both free and premium tracks. The free Battle Pass track will include character and character s- creature summons, cosmetics, various in-game currencies, spell pages, relic fragments for upgrading, loadout components, and even a new trait for your loadouts. The premium Battle Pass track will cost 1,000 zen, feature... <laughs> All the free track rewards, additional character and creature cosmetics, and some other rewards, including spells and artifacts. Battle Pass levels are advanced by completing daily and weekly challenges to earn Battle battle Pass XP. These objectives can vary, and you may be tasked with earning Aether from various multi-versional sources or completing a small number of overworld skirmishes or ordeal missions to name a few if you progress on the free track and then elect to purchase the premium battle pass later on the levels you previously unlocked will grant the premium premium track rewards automatically uh checking out the final stuff here they crafted these systems to offer complete control of your experience across the entirety of magic legends our goal has been for magic legends to be fully playable and equally fun to players at beginning through from beginning through the end game without the need to spend a dime our sincere hope is that currency exchange broker and battle pass empower you throughout your adventure in the magic multiverse as you improve your planeswalker offering you the greatest experience in the multiverse so yeah it is open beta is coming march 23rd so that is in a week by the time that this comes out next tuesday It'll debut on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. I don't know. I'm still excited for uh, Magic Legends. I'll probably be picking up. JB, you got a fancy-ass computer, and so you, so do you, Danny. Is that something that you're all going to be jumping in the open beta? Possibly. I don't know. Is the deadline already gone for open beta sign-up? It's uh, no, open. It'll, it'll be open for everybody on the 23rd. Oh, it's yeah. called an open beta for everyone. Okay, I don't know this shit, okay? The <laughs> word open is within its title. It is. Which means it's open for everyone. As technology dumb, okay? You got to remember this. You're not dumb. You're just impaired. Yes, severely. Perfect break time. Perfect break time. Wow.
Now let's move to the finance section. Cha-ching. As always, the finance section is an article called The Weekly Winners that we read off of MTG Stocks, an amazing website that gives you all up-to-date, relevant magic financial uh, numbers. So for this week, the first card we have is Selective Memory. It is Blue 3, Sorcery, search your library for any number of non-land cards and exile them, then shuffle your library. This card is from World of Wake. It's jumped up 1,066%, now sitting at $6.18. This card was originally like $0.50. Cents. It's only had the, the one printing. Jumped up in price because recently, um, recently people have been talking about this with like Thassa's Oracle as a way to help thin out your deck Yep. pretty quickly. Uh, it was originally shown last November on a Saffron Olive Mutcherbrew modern deck. And you pretty much remove your whole deck and you win with Thassa's Oracle because it's like, oops, all spells. If you have all the MDFCs, this is just another way to do that. Yep. You just natural selection or selective memory and get rid of your whole library and then you got to have Thassa's Oracle. So it's just another way to do Thassa's Oracle combo. Uh, people who have been listening for long enough know our opinions on Thassa Oracle combos. They are very stupid. <laughs> I had a... Uh... Or I have a Thoughts Oracle historic deck. Do you? Yeah. I've been running I've I've had it for a while. I just it was so hit and miss that because it's Thoughts Oracle and uh I don't know if it's technically this card. It's one that does the same thing. Oh, is it that stupid card that fucking searches for something where it's like all land and then four of that card and then yep. four of Thoughts Oracle? Well, it's really one Thassa. Right. It's one Thassa, four of that that spell that we're thinking of. Yeah, and I just can't remember land. the name. I can't remember. It, it, search, it searches for, uh, reveal, reveal the top card of your library until you reveal a non-land permanent or non-land card. Oh, are you talking about Zombie Hunt? No, because no, it's all blue. It's blue. It's mono blue. So, uh, it treasure, does, it, tre- it, treasure Hunt. There we go. Yes, that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, it's exactly the same thing. Okay. Except it goes to, it's not exiled, it's just put into a graveyard. Right. I mean, that's been a deck for a long time. Uh, you just mulligan all the way down until yep. you get that, and then you're good. And then you make a crap ton of zombies with uh, whatever that two drop enchantment is, where you discard two cards, make a 2 2 zombie. And yeah. then, like, Thassa's Oracle as backup for, for a win condition. But yeah, this card has moved up in price because it's getting talked about more in those decks. Next up, we have Pearl Medallion. Two colorless artifact. White spells cost one less to cast. Uh, it is originally in, it is originally in Tempest, but it also has a Commander 14 printing. Uh, the card in question, though, we were talking about is going to be the Tempest version. It has jumped up 118%, now sitting at $29. Uh, th- as of now, on Friday, or on, <laughs> on Monday, that was... On Friday, it was twenty nine bucks, but as of today, it's twenty three dollars. You can find it for fourteen market price, and you can find the commander uh, commander fourteen version of it as well for fourteen ninety nine online. Uh, this card is has been steadily going up 
since it got printed and stuff, uh, from the second half of 2016 up to today, a whopping nine relevant commanders have been printed that have synergy and or use for Pearl Medallion. However, its overall play rate in EDH is not that high compared to the almost $30 price tag. That's kind of surprising, like, in, in my opinion. White decks want ways to, like, ramp, and this is, like, you know, uh, a backwards way to ramp because it reduces all your spells' costs. Yeah. But it's spiking up. If you got them, keep an eye out. If not, uh, hopefully they'll be moving down shortly. Finally, we have Zombie Master Black Black 1 for a zombie creature. That's 2-3. Other zombies creatures have Swamp Walk, and other zombies have Pay Black Regenerate this permanent. It has jumped up 117%, now sitting at $13, but as of today... It is also $13. So in the article it says, quote, Wait, before you think you're about to read yet another story about old cards being bought out, consider that there is something very interesting about the spike of this particular re- revised edition rare. Check out the graph on the card page. As you see, the market price was much higher than the average price since November 2020. This means that Zombie Master is much more than just another old card buyout. A higher than average market price means that people are willing to pay more money to get the listed prices in web stores. To put it more simply, the card was undervalued by stores. This week, we've seen a price correction. The reason for this seems to be twofold. One, on one hand, Zombie Master is a card that sees some, not much play in EDH. Two recent sets feature zombie-themed commanders that such could cause a small uptick in demand. On the other hand, it is an iconic card that a nice addition in any casual zombie deck my hunch here is that older cards that actually have some demand behind them trend up in a different way than just blind investment in any other card zombie master is a card that i got in my varina deck as a way to stop certain zombies from dying it's not bad it's not bad at all no and then it pairs very well because you know in a zombie deck you're gonna have urborg and so all of your zombies are unblockable then but jb how about you tell us about those, those sweet, sweet cheap pickups? All right. Well, first up, we've got Opposition Agent from Commander Legends sitting at $16.25, and it's stabilized. How long do you think it's going to be staying stable? Uh, Probably for a while. Yeah. Depends on if something new gets printed that breaks the shit out of it. What if that Turgrid Legacy deck starts picking up? Did that have opposition agents in it? It did. Didn't have that many. That it didn't have a full playset though. Did it, it had two. It, it had two, two of in that yeah, list. It that's old. that's the list we talked about uh, two weeks ago when Danny had to dip out. Yeah, that was last week. Was that last week? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. last week. It was last week then. Last so week. I was at home. Gotcha. So next up we have Orvar the All Form out of Caldheim, sitting at six dollars and ten cents, and it is slowly trending down. Crazy to think, because Orvar caused a lot of the cards in the past couple months to go up in price. Uh, Volrath's, uh, whatever, the one drop that targets a permanence, and then uh, there's another one. that uh, Trade Doctoring. There we go. Trade Doctoring was the other one. But, you know, it's getting opened up. Mythics are still going to be going down as long as they keep getting opened up, so it makes sense. If you want to make an Orvar to the old forms deck, now's your, t- now's your chance to start uh, getting ready to pick it up. And then last but not least, we have Omnath, Locus of Creation, out of Zendikar Rising. It's in at $6.51, and it is slowly trending down. It is what it is. 
Yep, it is what it is. This card is stupid. Yep. Hey, Danny, what can you do if you want to be picking these cards up cheaper? Uh, JB, what can we do? I don't know, Matt. What do we do? <laughs> it was worth a shot. If you guys are looking to pick up any of these cards on the cheap, or if you're looking to sell any cards when they start seeing an uptick, go check out tcgsniper.com. They're an amazing site where you sign up, you can input cards, and you get notified when they move either up or down, uh, according to TCG Player. And then they'll send you a notification. You click the link. You either buy or sell at that point. It's a really good tool. We use it here. If you go over there and sign up and say that the guy, us guys over at This Week in MTG sent you, you will get upgraded for three months for free to their Plus membership. What he said. Mm-hmm. Danny, thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> we got the job done. That's all that matters. Okay. Now, deck of the week. Let's see how this turns out. As promised from last week, we were going to be doing Danny's commander deck. Yep. But then he, then he had to dip out. But now yeah. we have Sorry. him here. Sorry, I got to leave. <laughs> right? Yeah, I got to leave again. Yeah. Sorry. Bye. If you want I'm to done. see the deck list, it's on Moxfield. <laughs> Figure it out for yourself. Exactly. No, it's uh, my mono green L's for the win. Uh, buddy of mine were just sitting at work the other, or a couple months ago, just building decks because we had no work to actually do. So it was a great game paid to deck deck build. Um but uh so yeah I uh was just looking for monocolored decks for some variations for ADH and decided to go with elves because always elves are always pretty reliable. So I chose uh Aldrami, Lord of the Leaves Lord of Leaves for my commander. Uh it's a green green two drop all right, green, green, two, two, legend. All elves gain force walk, and elves cannot be the target of spells or abilities. So, since the playgroups that I play with are some people are pretty heavy control, Matthew, Danny, Matthew, Danny. Uh, so I decided to go with this guy because he's pretty cheap, like most elves, and who doesn't run forces in their most most modern or EDH decks, so I can get around them. Right, everybody likes playing green. Um, I guess the high pri- uh, price tag uh, creatures in this deck would be Alaris Shepherd, who's just a great one drop, one one, can't be countered. Green spells you control can't be countered. It's another way around the blue players um, with the ability of four green, green until in turn each elf creature you control has base power and toughness of five, five. It comes a dinosaur in addition to its other creature types which i've used and swung with i think uh, that commander game i swung for was it just over 400 because each month each jesus yeah i think it was just over oh no yeah just over 400 because i or just under 400 because i had all my creatures up to 2020 the cool thing about Allosaurus Shepard's last ability is it's a dinosaur in addition to its other creature types. So all of your elves that pump other elves, like Elvish Champion, Elvish Archdruid, yep. they're dinosaur elves and they're getting pumped. So it's like already it's a 7-7 dinosaur. It's like, yep. and that's just having two two lords out on the battlefield. That's that's pretty gross. And and then you add on Crater Hoof Behemoth on top of that. Uh, yeah, Crater Hoof, the, the friend of elves. Yep. 
green 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 five for a creature with haste he's a five five whenever a creature of behemoth enters the battlefield creatures you control gain trample and get plus x plus x until end turn where x is the number of creatures you control yeah, you really can't just have a elf deck without having a crater hoof in there as well. And that was uh, one of the reasons I made this deck is because I bought a box of Jumpstart <laughs> and pulled a crater hoof out of it. I was mainly going for Loris, but I got a crater hoof, so I can't really complain. But yeah, and then it just has your basic all your elf land cards. So your Elvis Arch Druid, your Elvish Mystic. Lenore Elves, all of them. Finhorn Elves, Arbor Elves. Yep. Um, I do have the infinite uh, land combo in here with Ashaya and Scoot Swarm. Um, <laughs> just for the lulls of it, along with Rampaging Behemoths. So there's infinite landfall, infinite creatures. So yeah, it's just a mono green fun deck for myself. Go wide, go big just like most of my commander decks because I'm more of a green player when it comes to commander red when it comes to modern but yeah all these all these elves are super good and this is this is a Danny deck to the T essence wardens Golta primal hunger the 12 12 dinosaur spell cost X less so it's just gonna be a two mana 12 12 with trample yep like almost all the time. And this one card here in your sorceries, I like it a lot there, Danny. I see I see that you are also... I also, I also put that in just for the lols. Just, just the, like, yeah, it's an alternative win con. The card in question is Triumph of the Hordes. It is green, green, two sorcery. Till end of turn, creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain trample and infect. Ouchie. Yep. You get smoked like, with that in a crater hoof. Or it, like you don't even necessarily need a crater hoof. Like if you get like these seven sevens, like we were talking about with Allosaurus Shepherd out, and just a couple of your elf lords, it's you're killing you're killing a couple people easily. Yep. Just like that. Yep. It's good to see that you're coming over to the side of Infect. No, it's it's literally just in there just for the lulls. If it, if it goes off, it goes off. I don't think I've ever drawn it playing this deck let alone used it. What's crazy to me is that Triumph of the Hordes is a $17 uncommon. Yeah, because it's it's a source that gives you a plus one, plus one, trample, and infect. It's only had the one printing in New Phyrexia as yep. well, and it's kind of one of those cards that are going to be hard to put into anything else aside from a set that has infect. And Wizards has gone on saying that, you know, they're not going to be doing infects in the future but we might have a chance for a mirrored and besieged remastered sets and then we'll get some of those needed infect cards i feel i i, I didn't want to put this in there but i just like hey i'm just doing it for lulls because like jb and i both say infect is broken because there is no no answer to infect once you're infected you're stuck with infect yeah but then you just kill the creatures with infect and you're good you can kill someone without attacking. If they have infect, you can kill them without attacking them ever again. Yeah, but that's a little, little more. If, if you're running an <laughs> infect deck, you have pro, a proliferate in your deck multiple times. I mean, you're not Don't wrong. lie to me, Matt. <laughs> so you can kill someone by giving them one infect and kill them by just proliferating for the rest of the game. Yup. And then if you look at my artifacts, um, top one, a Chroma's Memorial. Again, that's just... 
hey, hey, let's get all my elves flying and first strike vigilance and trample and protect from black and red. You're forgetting the haste. Your elves oh, can now tap haste. for mana yep. <laughs> right away. Yep. Bow of Nalia in here, which is super cool because it's like if you get trampling, you got you got multiple ways to give all your stuff trample here, like in your uh, sorceries. You have overwhelming stampede overrun and then triumph of the horde so it's like they all have trample but then with bow of nalia they all have death touch attacking creatures you control have death touch and so all they have to do is deal one damage and the rest gets trampled over yep and then i have court so of good. arms which pumps everything up yeah and they're all elves so they're just going to be getting big bigs yeah i again i'm a, more of a token player so it's more of hey synergy Let's get all this big. How often are you using Crucible of Worlds? Because I'm looking at your land. So Crucible of Worlds is uh, a three mana artifact that yep. you may play land cards from your graveyard. Yep. You, don't, you don't have a lot of like self-milling nope. or ways to put... It's it's more... I Honestly, I have no reason why I put it in there. I just put it in there for the fact that if someone were to board wipe or... It's more of a security blanket. Like, I get it, most of my elves obviously create land, but it's the fact that, hey, if I were to have this in, oh, board wipe, or land wipe, okay, well... You're the only one that does Armageddon effects, sir, in our play group. If you're not playing Armageddon, you don't have to worry about anybody else playing Armageddon. <laughs> Some people might, or or, <laughs> or or it's those who mill, like, hey, milled so many cards, or discard discard your hand. Okay, well, I just had four lands in my hand. I mean, you're not wrong. So it's in there for not really a purpose, but it is in there for a purpose. It's in there for the map purpose. <sighs> because everything you just described is mat. Yep, basically. <laughs> not necessarily. Discarding not. hands. Mat. Well, Milling your deck. Mat. I, I have another play group that I play with. One guy is a Golos wheel deck. So... So it's it's in there for a reason, but again, I haven't played this deck for a while or a lot. Yeah, then you got like the the standard package of Swiftfoot Boots, Lightning Greaves, Soul Ring, Life Crafters, Bestiary, Emerald Medallion. Yep, all very solid cards to help you uh, protect your elves and ramp you out. Yep, yep. It's, uh, this this card is spicy here. Perilous Forays. I know it does some good stuff. Green, green, three enchantment. Pay one, sack a creature, search your library for a land card with a basic land type, put it into play, tapped, then shuffle your library. Nice. So, as a way to help protect your guys from getting exiled, or if they're just going to be dying already from a board wipe, you at least get some land ramp out of there, because it's pretty cheap. Your, your, your elves tap for mana. Land of War gets targeted by something. Tap it, pay the green, sack it, and then replace it with a basic land. Mm-hmm. Not bad. And then with the Shia... To oh land, gosh. so I can get it back. Oh my god! The, uh, oh, how does a Shia work? Does yeah? Because you got a Shia in here. Does a Shia uh, does it affect graveyards? It does not. Non non token yeah. creatures you control are forests Aww. in addition to their type. I was about to say you could pull fucking things. That'd be sweet creatures from the graveyard, but They'd no be broken. No, you're not able to do a Shia and Crucible of Worlds. Unfortunately, that would be Aww, awesome. Shocks. The cool thing though about a Shia that I, as a blue player, don't like, but I can tip my hat to in acknowledgement because it's really awesome. So Ashaya makes all your non-token creatures you control forest lands, so that means they can't get uh, Cyclonic Rifted. Nope. 
because Cyclonic Rift is non-land permanence. Yep. You still get to hit their artifacts and enchantments, but their creatures stay on the board. And with elves, keeping elves on the board, like we were saying, it's they're all getting buffed from Canopy Tactician. Yeah, that was I actually just added that one in. Oh, did you? Because I I pulled that out of uh, Kalheim. You gotta have uh, in here. Maybe you should take the the Crucible of Worlds out and put in the Elvish War Caller. It's two drop two two. Whenever you uh, elf enters the battlefield under your turn for the first time each turn you get to make another elf creature token and then it has a similar effect of where you pay like five green green and your elves get trample let us do a scryfall here elvish war elvish war caller yeah five seven seven elves you control get plus two plus two and gain death touch till end of turn there we go this guy hmm so it just came out in Keldheim. When one or more elves enter the battlefield under your control, create a 1-1 elf warrior creature token. This ability triggers only once each turn. So if you have ways to just like instantly have elves appear, there's that uh, spell shaper elf where you pay a green, discard a card, make a land of war elf. Nope. That would be dope to have in there because then the, that would trigger on this. You get a land of war elf and just another elf. Nah. Keep, keep good maybe. synergies going in there. Maybe. No, it's it's a way if I have to discard a card, I can just discard a land and get it back right away. And then you have lurking predators, which is super important, I would imagine, for you. Yep. Uh, green, green, four enchantments. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, put it onto the battlefield. Otherwise, you may put that card at the bottom of your library. Yeah, with something like that, you have twenty-eight creatures. Yeah, you'd probably want to at least up it to like 30 or 31 creatures i would say well the thing is it's it's what a six drop i believe it was yeah six drop yeah for lurking predators so it's there if i get it early it's great but by the time it's actually useful game's already over it should be because with with the amount of self-ramping or self steroids i should say all right um the deck should just be able to overrun you because it's going wide and tall quick. Right. So it, it's, yeah, like I said, is it, I really haven't tweaked this deck since I've made it. It's still in proxy, slowly becoming real cards. This can be a hypothesisal deck that we do. All my decks are that way, <laughs> except for Rith. Rith is basically stapled, shut, set yeah. in stone. Yeah. With only like upgrades when they come with every other set or whatever. Like, yeah, it's been a while since that's got any upgrades. Yeah, you didn't get anything good in Keldheim, and there wasn't anything really in Commander Legends. That world, you'd want. the World Tree. Oh, oh no, the we can't World Tree. World Tree is in my CSA deck. Um, actually, I didn't put anything in that one, but my uh, Ubin deck got uh, Voron Clux. Okay, yeah, yeah, that would be good. That'd be very good in there. I uh, was tempted to put Voron Clux in this one. I don't. Yeah, I mean, you don't have planeswalkers and stuff to be, and plus one counters to be working with. So I guess it would do better in your Ubun deck. Well, Voron Clux is better because it's a Mirage Wake on creature. That's what oh, it is. Oh, that's I was what thinking, Voron Clux. Is. I was thinking Monstrous uh, Raider. Nope. the new yeah. Voron the the, re, the the list uh, 
yeah, OG Warren Clicks, where it doubles your mana. Your mana taps for an additional of whatever it can produce, and your opponent's mana doesn't untap during their untap step. Yeah, that's OG Vorinclex, which is a pain in the ass to yeah, have to so deal I, with. I put him. I put him in my landfall deck. Um, I was tempted to put him in here just so the Rise Wake without the Rise Wake. Uh, understandable. Yeah. Um, but I was like, ah, I have enough strength in here to not worry about him. But this deck could be able to get him out easier. With my creature factors that I do have in my sorceries. Or at least the one that I have. Sorceries? Yeah, it's in my sorceries. Should have one in there. Which one? Uh, Elvish Promenade? No. Cultivate, Explosive Vegetation, Farseek, Genesis Wave, Harmonize, Kodama's Reach, Overrun, Overwhelming Stampede, Primal Command, Rampant Growth, Sky Shroud Claim, Sylvan Offering. Trying for the horror um, whirlwind. It's never mind. It's instant. The summer's back. Oh yeah, summer's Search back. Search your library for a green card or green creature card. Reveal it. Put it in your hand in the shelf of your library. Yep, summer's so, back. But is then good. at the beginning of your next ups, upkeep, pay two and two green. If you don't, you lose the game. Yeah, the only way that's going to be bad for you is if somebody board board wipes. Typically, you're going to be like tutoring at the end of the last person's turn, so no one has a chance to uh, sorcery speed board it, yeah. wipe you. So that way you keep all your, your elves that tap for mana. Yep. But this deck looks like it can pump out a lot of power. It does. Again, it's weak against the whole board wipes because it's mono green. It's very creature-based. But you do have uh, a heroic intervention in there. Green one, instant, permanence you control, gain hexproof, and indestructible till end of turn. So, I mean, that's kind of like a way to protect from that. If I get it. Yeah, it's a one-of, which is kind well, of What's Commander? Everything's a one-of. Other than the well, I mean, like, there's no other way to, like, give multiple things, like, indestructible in no, yeah. uh, green that I can think of off the top of my head. Nope. Unless it's uh, an actual creature. I don't think there's a green creature that gives indestructible, because that's usually white. Yeah, yeah, probably. We'll have to look into that at another point, but this episode is rolling on pretty late for, uh, for y'all. I think we got everything talked about that we need to get talked about here. Yep. So, with that being said, that is another episode. Thank you all, you legendary magic folk, for making it to the end of episode 80 of This Week in MTG. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and any other place where better podcasts can be found. Make sure to subscribe, so that way you get notified when the episodes go live. Uh, You can watch the podcast on YouTube and Twitch. We stream every Monday night around 7 o'clock. You can also follow us on the social medias of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We post and share important magic news and happenings and all that stuff that we may not cover in the podcast. Another good place to find us is on our Discord. That is where we share deck ideas, round up people for spell table games, discuss all things magic, and also there are other channels to discuss different topics like Pokemon, Minecraft, and sharing music. None of those things appeal to you to try and contact us. You can send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. But those are the best places that you guys can hit us up for comments, concerns, questions, feedbacks of any kind. Tell us if we're doing good. Tell us if we're sucking. We appreciate all of that because we are striving to be your guys' source for all things Magic the Gathering. And finally, make sure to go send love to our amazing sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cars and Gaming, for your next purchases. Now, if either of you guys have nothing else to say, I think we're going to round this episode up here 
for the night. Oh, Danny's working. Danny's working at something. Er, are you trying to... I swear to God, if you burp. No. He's trying to <laughs> fart into the microphone again. No, I was going to say, um, so obviously all our decks are on Moxfield. Oh, yeah. I should I um, should add this into the end read for Moxfield and yeah, I do should. a Patreon read, too. And why don't you have this already done? Like, Yeah, what the hell, Matt? Pre-clipped. The ending. Because it's the same every time. Yeah. Working at it. That'll be the next thing to do. But anyways, back on topic. So follow us on Boxfield um, this week in MTG. We all have our own folder. I have, I think, 12 decks on there. Most of them are EDH. Go through the deck list, I guess, for all of us. Leave any comments on upgrades, changes, or anything you want to leave. Just leave nice things, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's that was, that was it. All right. I've got my own Boxfield. Uh, the janky boggle. No one cares. So if you want to check out my stuff, that's where it's at. And these and these deck lists are going to be like sneak peeks on what we plan to do with other segments and stuff. And when we start doing uh, like EDH live streams and stuff, post up our lists there so you all can see. And of course, you know, we'll link them and, and stuff when it comes to that. But yeah, Patreon pitch here as well before we close. Uh, if you guys like the content that we're making by any means, well, first off, thank you for actually liking the content that we're making. If you feel that you want to give a little more, if you're able to give a little more, go to Patreon. Uh, links in the description down below for that. We have two tiers right now at the moment, a $3 and a $10. Both tiers get you put into a monthly drawing for a booster pack of Magic cards. And this month's, this uh, this upcoming month's booster pack, uh, we're going to do a Time Spiral Remastered booster pack as the drawing to win. Uh, then there's the $10 tier, which uh, those in the $10 tier can also get the booster, or be put in the drawing for the booster pack. But at the $10 tier, you're going to be put into a drawing for a card valued about $15 to $20. And I think we landed on uh, Grand Abolisher this month, depending on what Josh has in the case or whatever we can get our hands on. We'll let you know for sure next week. But uh, that's the Patreon pitch. Oh, you also get uh, to see the podcast unedited and stuff in there and other clips and stuff like that, like old Patreon does. So, if you guys now don't have anything else to say. Nope. Nope, we're good. Perfect. With that, we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye. The audacity of this bitch!